Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Cinema with the Crew, a show where we talk about films, films from the past, films from the present, just films in general. I'm your host for today's show, Alex, and I'm joined by Sam, Miguel, and Keo. How's everyone doing today? Uh, I'll be, I'll be doing good. I'll be doing good. I'll be doing good. Tired okay. yeah. always. Yep. I'm, I'm doing okay, man. It's been a long day. Been, How I'm was super work? Excited. Uh, it was long. Uh, it was a very long day, but I'm really excited to talk about this film. How was your day, Sam? I need a nap. <laughs> That's how yeah, split shift split shifts are whack. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. No, I didn't know that was a thing. Broke student life. That's that's what a split shift is. Yeah. Okay. So, right. All right. So you got a flex that you got a job. <laughs> like I don't know. Yo, me and Alex unemployed, gang. Let's go. You already know. Yeah, you know it. I want to <laughs> move back in with my parents. <laughs> yeah. My mom doesn't like me. I watched a <laughs> I watched a short film earlier called Growing Up to Be an Adult and it made me feel a type of way. I'm like, huh, I really gotta grow up one day and adults. Oh. But that's not gonna happen anytime Alex soon. Alex is like, damn, I, I feel that to, I'm gonna have to pay real bills one day. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Wait, I gotta pay my taxes, bro? I'm gonna have to You guys don't pay myself? taxes yet? What? Uh, my tax person is my tax pay. person is my mother. Same. Also, if they're not employed, then I guess they don't have to pay taxes because it's only based oh on what you earn. Yeah. yeah. If they're not earning anything, they don't got to give anything back to the government. One they're basically impoverished. You don't see the government the rolling up on the homeless like, yo, you owe me some money. Yeah, you can't owe money if you don't got any money. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, still, you definitely still can owe money if you don't have okay, any money. Okay. That's, that's literally what <laughs> debt is. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, you're right. All right. Oh, I'm, kind of, wow. I'm tired too, clearly. Anyways, that is debt. how the show works is that for a two-week period, we talk about one genre of film, like comedy, where one week we talk about an older film, like before the, uh, the 2000, and the next week we talk about a more modern film. Uh, contrasting both films. But before we get into the film talk, since it's our first episode, let's talk a bit about ourselves so lis- the listeners get to know who we are. So who are we? Let's start off with someone else that's not me. Miguel, Miguel. who are you? Ah, okay, okay, okay. Who are you? Hi, guys. I'm Miguel. <laughs> Hi, Miguel. <laughs> that's, the, that's the energy he exudes. Yeah, that's me. Um, No, yeah, basically... um. What let's talk about relation to film. I recently took a film class in the spring. It was it was pretty good. Um, I actually learned a lot during that uh, course because um don't really know that much about film, but uh, now I have a better appreciation about like film production and all that with that class. So now every time I see films, it's like, oh wow, nice shots and all that. So, yeah, okay, I've been watching so. a bunch of films lately. So, that's cool. that's so me. That's, that's me. That's your relationship to films. But um, who are you, sir? Me as a person. <laughs> Damn. Tell us who you are. This is like an interview. There's not a lot to talk about. I'm like a pretty boring person. Person. I, to be honest with you, um, basically, I just love to play video games. You know, game your life. You know, what I mean, I like to also bike. That's my. That's what I've been doing in the summertime most of the time. So, yeah, I like to stay active, but also I'm pretty lazy at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, 
That's basically me. Cool. Who's next? Do you uh, do you like long walks on the beach or? I mean, there is no beach here. So, like, if there <laughs> was, you like I, long walks though. But, yeah, I mean, preferably I would like to bike. I like biking <laughs> more. There we go. You know, but like walks is like it's all right. But if there was a beach, I would do long walks for sure. I like going on walks. It makes me think about life. Damn, I guess you're yeah. up next, Alex. Thanks for volunteering. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm Alex. Um, as listeners don't know, we're all students, part of Mount Royal Bachelor of Communication Broadcast Media Studies program. And uh, I'm like Miguel, too. I'm, not, I'm really boring. All I do is like play games, hang out with friends, and watch anime. And then since we're on the topic of long walks, yeah. I like, the, I like walking just around my neighborhood. You know, I get to appreciate nature in this dying planet as much as I can, right? I get to appreciate nature and, you know, think about life and not have any other, like, people influencing, like, my thought process because it's so easy for me to think about, like, it's so easy for someone to uh, tell me to think a certain way and I'll think that way. But mm. walking, walking like, around every now and then is really nice because I'm just, it's just me, only me, mm-hmm. no one else. So that's really good. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I just, I'm just like Miguel, except I watch anime and I like. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come on, I watch them too. Okay, okay, basically, you're the same. Yeah, we're the same. Nice, all right, we got us of twins. Lovely, nah, three, two, one, it's on you, dude. Nose game. (laughs) Okay, nose game. All right, uh, my name is Kyo. Uh, yeah, that's. Hi Kyo. Hi Kyo. Hi Kyo. Cool. Um, why are we doing this podcast? My relationship to film. Uh, I have nothing. I don't. He doesn't have no, one. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I don't have a relationship to film. No, I'm taking a film course right now. Uh, I think it's really interesting. But mostly, it's just like I've sort of been surrounded by people who have always been into film. Uh, and they're always talking about it. And I remember talking to friends who would say these weird, obscure stuff and just pull things out of films I never, ever saw before. <laughs> and I was like, where are you getting this? And then so I'm taking this film course and my teacher is doing the exact same thing. And I'm still at, where are you getting this? But I, uh, I do enjoy like the aesthetics of film and how it looks. And because it, we're in broadcast, I like to see like, oh, like, as a producer, as a director, like how do we, how do we get the set to look like that? How do we get the shot to look like that? So that's me. And now we're doing the sound. Sick. That was a, that realized. was the worst segue of all time. I just realized I didn't even talk about my relationship to film. But we oh just... yeah, back to Alex. no. Go Give ahead, Alex. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Just interrupt Sam. Uh, my fine. relation. I didn't <laughs> I do this so much actually. Um. Go anyways. on. Go on. <laughs> I feel guilty that I took the spotlight away briefly, but um, my relationship with the films is um, I just realized that I'm the only one here that's not taking a film course whatsoever, so this is really awkward for me. Bruh. I'm not Sorry. taking one right now. Well, you took one. <laughs> Sorry, took, taking one or took one before. <laughs> right? Everyone here has took, has, is either currently taking one or taking one before, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that was the memo. Um, but, uh, <laughs> for me, I'm just a casual film watcher. I 
but I'm trying to expand my horizons to more films. Like I've been having like a movie night with my friends uh, every Friday. He's always suggesting a movie and like, he'll be like, you want to watch this? I'm like, dude, I'll literally watch anything because I don't know. Like I don't watch a lot of movies outside of literally like the, like Marvel movies. If you ask me any other movie I've seen, I'm, I don't, I haven't seen any of them cause I'm uncultured as hell. Right. So Does that a swear. Do you have is that like is do you have to put like a a, a quarter in the swear jar now? I don't said hell. Yeah. What do you want him to say? H E double hockey sticks? Like what? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Alex. All right. Well, this is a good way, uh, segue into Sam. Sam, who not really. <laughs> hell is not a good segue into Sam. The hell. Anyways, Alex, I think you not having any really re- like real relationship to film is actually like a good thing for this because it kind of gives us like a wider range of perspective. Yeah, contrast. Yeah, instead of us all just being like, huh, the way this was framed. (laughs) I actually feel like a little kid in this because all of you have seen (laughs) so much films. Like, you guys can name a film and I probably have not seen it at all. Like Like 90% of the ones we're watching this this semester. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, I saw one of the ones we're talking about next week. So it's not 90%. I saw it twice actually in two So I'm... I'm hit. Okay. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I'm caught up. Imagine not seeing ninety-five percent of the films recommended. Wow. Imagine. Whoa. Imagine. Loser. Yeah. <laughs> I, hate, I hate to be that uncultured dude. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's pretty much my relationship to film. I'm just interested in like watching more films, exploring more films, and just like um, expanding my horizons because I think there are a lot of cool films out there. Even touching that dark horizon of horror films, because I'm like, I'm really scared oh, I'm of horror so films. Excited. I'm with you. I'm with you. I literally only watched one horror movie, and in retrospect, it probably wasn't even that scary. It was just jump scares and like <laughs> jump scares. It's like if you if you know it's coming, it, it it's not that bad. But then again, Sam shared me showed me a clip once of her playing a game, and she told oh. me something was coming, and I still got scared. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll never know. Anyway, these are creepy, man. No matter the horror yeah. movie, no matter if it's a good or bad one, as long as there's a demonic child, it's scary. Oh, dolls. I don't like it. it. Yeah, dolls too. Creepy. Dolls are so creepy. No, like not for it. me. Um, not good thing, for me. Good thing, like, my parents never got me dolls as a kid. My mom had one of those, like, dolls that, like, blinked. Like, the old oh, dolls no, were, like, no if thanks. you tilted yeah, the no doll, dates. like, the eyes would close and whatever. Yeah, she had it in the cabinet people. in, like, the living room, and in order for me to get to, like, the washroom, I had to walk through the living room at night, and oh my god, the, no. the gleam, because they were glass eyes. The gleam oh, of, like, the moonlight on those freaking things. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's probably where my well, fear of that comes from. Well, Looking back, I feel like I was traumatized. <laughs> Who collects those dolls? They're so creepy. They really are. Whoever asked to have a porcelain doll, like really and truly. You know, well, whoever asked for school and homework. But um, here we are, right? Anyways, yes. Sam, it's your turn. The Is one it? and only. Yeah. Tell us about yourself, who you are, your relationship with film, all that good stuff. Um, well, I'm tired all the time. We'll start with that. Uh, second, I really really started getting into films because like i really (laughs) i don't like being around people i actually really generally prefer to be like alone i'm really like introverted so when i was younger i think i told you guys this before but when i was younger i was bullied a lot so i spent a lot of my free time just kind of like watching films 
instead of like out being out making friends or like being outside plus outside gives me hives <laughs> but i just watched a lot a lot of films growing up and i found a lot of interest in them um at one point i really really wanted to be an actor as well so i kind of like poured a lot of my time and interest into that and pretty much like any of like the more like creative side i don't know i kind of like pretty much any movie there isn't really like a genre that I'm particularly fond of. I like all of them and I kind of just like seeing all the different ways they're put together, different things that you can kind of portray within them, different feelings, moods, everything. I just always think it's really, really interesting. Hey, like how yeah. pretty much anyone can find something to relate to within a film, even if they haven't necessarily been in that scenario, there's kind of an emotion that they can kind of relate to and kind of understand yeah. that way. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I just realized all of our answers are kind of meme answers, and Sam kind of gave like a serious answer, huh? That I started out by deep. saying I'm tired and I don't like people. <laughs> I also said nothing gives me high. Yeah, there you go. It's not about how you start, it's about how you end. Come on, yeah. Yeah. But I just, I really think that's really interesting because, like, no matter who you are, like, no matter what, like, walk of life you've come from, like, almost everyone can find something to kind of relate to in a film, and I just think that's that's genuinely really really interesting. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. you're actually one of those few people that like, or actually you're the first person I ever heard and like met that actually likes all films, you know, because I feel like people... I just feel like there's always something you can kind of like look at or like learn from it. Even if you're mm-hmm. like, yeah. wow, this script is trash. Mm-hmm. It's not like the whole movie is garbage. You know what I mean? There's something you can kind of take away from it. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. what do you take away from the disaster artist? What disaster? <laughs> I don't think I've seen I it. was just going to bring that up too. <laughs> I don't what think disaster? I've seen the disaster artist. I, I is that the one with that guy where like he's got the long hair and they like knee yeah. on him really hard yes. um, yeah. I have no idea because I haven't seen that movie but I know what you're yeah. I haven't seen it too but I've, uh, I've heard about it for those who haven't heard of the movie or seen the movie it's about it's, how do I explain this it's a remaking <laughs> of a terrible movie uh, so basically this guy with a lot of money tried to shoot a film himself and it was just terrible. It was just completely awful. And they like, like spiffed it, I guess. So the disaster artist was about the filming of this terrible movie. And it's a comedy and it was actually received pretty well in Hollywood. But I, I learned nothing from it. I was just like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so. Alex, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about today? So, for this week and next week's show, our, the genre we're going to be talking about is comedy. And for today's show, we're going to be talking about a film called Good Morning Vietnam, a film made in 1987. It's about a funny radio man, Adrian. How do you say his last name? Actually, like Croner. I was trying to. Okay, Croner. Try to remember Cronauer. Cronauer. Okay. Oh, that's a gay. Cronair, who is sent to Vietnam to bring a little comedy back into the lives of soldiers. After setting up shock, Cronair delights the GIs but shocks his superior officer, Sir- Sergeant Major Dickerson, with his irrelevant take on war. While Dickerson attempts to censor Cronair's broadcast, Cronair pursues a relationship with a Vietnamese girl named Trin, who shows him the horror of wars firsthand. Which I don't really, I don't really think she shows him, but I just feel like. I think he mostly just spent a lot of time chasing her around town, yeah. and then yeah. her brother showed showed him. The yeah, like so yeah, I, yeah. I found this on Google, and that's what it said. And I read it. And I'm like, I don't think she really shows him because they don't really interact as much as I would think they would. Yeah. But uh, what are your guys' thoughts about the film? I'm gonna leave Sam for last because Sam's the one who suggested it, 
and she really likes it. But for the three of us, me, Keo, and Miguel, who haven't seen it, what are your guys' thoughts about it? Or I really you know, like we it. haven't seen it before. Like huh? the show, you mean? Huh? Wait, what? Like we haven't seen it until the show, you mean? Oh. It made, you made it sound like we haven't seen it at all. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, yeah, we're going to discuss the film we've never watched <laughs> sorry, before. Sorry. Before the show, me, Keo, and Miguel have not seen this movie at all or heard of it. Yeah. So, what are your guys' thoughts about it first? Miguel, I'll let you go first. All right. Uh, I honestly really liked it. I mean, when I just saw Robin Williams in, in the cast, I was like, okay, this has to be a good movie. Because, you know, I first saw him in like the original Jumanji, and I really liked that movie. So, you know, of course it was going to be a good movie. But I liked, also liked how it was comedic, but also serious at the same time in some parts. That's why I really, really liked about it. There's like, that good it's not just, yeah, there's not like just comedy. There's like drama to it as well. And mm. I think that's what I liked about it. Yeah. Yeah. How Heal. about y'all? Heal. Um, I liked it. Uh, sort of, kind of. Uh, I still have some qualms about it. Like, just like tiny stuff, right? Like, I understand like the time it was coming from and all of that. But there were some jokes where I was like, really? Do you remember what year like, it came out? Uh, no, but it was before 1979, right? 1987 it came out. Oh. Yeah, 1987. Oh, mm. well, still, I don't know. I was <laughs> like, okay, really? Like, at the beginning of the movie, uh, like, when he first saw, like, Trin... He basically just made the joke that all Asians look alike, and I was like... Oh yeah, there was uh, some jokes. I was like, yeah, but... Yeah. But with that being said, oh my god, Robin Williams can go off. Um, Could. The way he portrayed Adrian Croner, I'm pretty sure Adrian Croner isn't even like that. It's just like Robin Williams just improvising yeah. all of like a bunch of these lines, and it's beautiful. Like He did it so well. Uh, and I I do agree with uh, Alex about like this idea of like incorporating like comedy and like dramatics to show the horror of war. I'm using like quotations uh, if you can't hear my voice uh, because I guess it showed it, but I didn't feel like it showed it that deeply. Sam, what do you think? Wait, well, yeah, I didn't I even say my. Me. Yeah, I didn't oh, even say my Alex part. Said you said I to go last. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. <laughs> Also, Miguel was the one who talked yeah, before you. Sorry, I'm I'm tired uh, too. So my so my initial thoughts about the film was, was like I didn't see like any trailers. I didn't like research at all. I just like went to the film blind, and I was like the beginning for me. I think is important because it captures my attention. This one didn't really capture my attention in the beginning because I didn't really see what like I didn't know like when the the Good Morning Vietnam part came in until. Uh, Robert Williams said that right and then I realized that oh okay this guy is gonna really like change the um, the radio game in Vietnam at the time right like his personality was great uh, the jokes I didn't understand them but you know what the um the GIs were laughing about it and I'm like okay this guy's probably really funny I just I just don't understand that humor because I'm just me right <laughs> but um 
I think the film was pretty good overall. I actually was really impressed by like the the quality because even though like I don't know why I thought the quality would be really bad and like pixelated, but it was actually pretty good, you know, for a 1987 <laughs> film. Or maybe it was just like the video player I was watching. Who knows? But I was really <laughs> impressed by that. And then as Miguel and Kyo both said, the part where it was like comedy, but also very senti too, especially that uh, near the end, right? Because near the end, they dropped this one part, which I totally not expect. And then seeing him interact with that character was just very, it was really heartbreaking. And I felt really related to that because it felt like what, like, it felt like a, a fight between friends. And I'm pretty sure we all had fight between friends, right? Yeah, like it's very <laughs> genuine. See, like that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like that part you can really genuinely relate to. Yeah, you're not in that specific example. Yeah, your friend isn't technically a terrorist, but you can yeah. relate to that sentiment, you know? Mm -hmm. That feeling of like, really, I guess, like lostness. Yeah, it really broke my heart when like they found he found out that the the friend that he trusted the most turned out to be the terrorist, the enemy. And but like his friend near the end like also reminded him that he saved him from that explosion that happened, right? Which, which I really liked, but I wish, I don't know, like, I wish there was a better ending to their friendship, but I feel like I, I, but I mm -hmm. couldn't think of another way to end it off. Sam, let's go to you now, because you're the <laughs> one that suggested this film. Well, one thing I want to say, too, is, like, I really appreciate kind of, like, how they framed that, too, because, again, like, if, did you guys ever study, like, um, the Vietnam, now, wow, the Vietnam War in school at all? Uh, not really not in school but i know of it because like i'm east asian mm -hmm. uh and i know that you know like because cambodia where i'm from is also like involved a little bit mm -hmm. uh so i know a little bit of background what were you thinking like mine very like in social studies like it very very like briefly touched on it and like basically the kind of feel that you kind of got from setting it in school was very much that like America was just there to be there basically like there was no real purpose they were constantly losing battles they were constantly dying like it was mm -hmm. just a mess basically and I thought it was very very cool how they were able to kind of frame it that it's not just like us versus them kind of scenario you know what I mean it was very much like why are you calling us the enemy when they confronted each other at the end how are we the enemy this is our mm -hmm. home how are we mm -hmm. the enemy yeah. And he kept saying, well, we're fighting for your country. Well, they're fighting for their country, too. Mm -hmm. And I thought that, like, that was really important that they kind of addressed that. And I really liked the way that they did that. Mm -hmm. One thing I will kind of say, though, I really do agree with you, Keo, on some of, like, the jokes that were being made. It's funny because, like, I first watched this, like, a long time ago, like, when I was, like, a lot younger. And a lot mm -hmm. of this stuff actually just went completely over my head, you know? Yeah. And, like, now, rewatching it, like, there was a lot of things I kind of took issue with. Um... Like, for example, when Jimmy was introduced, like, all of, like, those kind of offhand jokes that they kind of made to insinuate that he was gay, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I thought that those were, I don't know, like, a little out of place. And Wait, it's that also actually went through hmm? my head. That actually went through my head completely. Oh my yeah, God. like, they were, like, small things. Like, they didn't outwardly, like, say anything like that. But it was, like, I think, I think Robin Williams' first, well, I guess, like, Adrian Croner, um, his first comment on it when he first initially like sees Jimmy, he says, "Is it me or is Jimmy li a little light in his loafers?" Mm -hmm. And I was like, "When would you ever hear that now?" <laughs> you know, he's mm -hmm. basically one of like the terms people would use like 
I don't know if people still say it, but they used to say it like a long time ago. Is like they'd call um, them fairies. It was kind of like an, an, an like an insinuation of that, and I thought that was wild to me because it's something you would never hear in a film today, you know? Yeah. Mm. Also, when mm. he got like when he bribed the uh, like the army teacher <laughs> with cash so he could take over this, uh, this that class, <laughs> teaching that class because the girl he liked was in there. That was also wild. Because I yeah. feel like you can still technically relate to something similar, like these days. Because as we know, mm. like the American army is very corrupt in certain areas. Probably not like that bad, where you can just walk into a an army base or classroom or whatever and bribe the one there. But it's still something you can kind of relate to and understand today. And I think that's really interesting. Wow, I actually didn't even mm-hmm. catch any of that. Even the part where jimmy i didn't even know who, I, I actually i literally just looked up who jimmy was because i like yeah him. jimmy was the bartender <laughs> and he was jimmy well yeah. yeah and like i looked him up and i'm like i didn't even know that they made a joke about him like being gay right well, at all it happened like multiple times too because at some point during the film i don't know who who it was that asked him it might have been uh trent's brother what was his name again Twan. Tuan. I think it was, tw- yeah. I feel like it might have been Tuan that asked him, but he asked him what queens are, like, what are queens? Like, and he was talking about New York when he initially said what are, like, when he was talking about queens, like, Queens, New York, like, oh, I'm from Queens, New York, or whatever. And then yeah. whoever it was, I said, what is queens, basically? And then he said, big, tall men who sing show t- tunes. Oh. When he was very clearly talking about where he was from. Yeah. And then in broken English was asked, what are, what are queens? <laughs> oh, I wish there was subtitles, because, like, like yeah. it, it's not like i like it's just hard to understand them with their accent mm-hmm. so i just sometimes and like mm-hmm. sometimes when i watch films um especially new films if it doesn't really catch my attention right off the bat it, i kind of like have this mindset where i'm kind of not really focusing on the film as much so sometimes it would have been nice so i can understand it but it's okay you know uh, anyway I- I really enjoy subtitle like closed captioned subtitles even because I think it sort of for me at least it would add another dimension. Like if you guys haven't tried it, you guys should definitely try it. It's just like this idea of like you're watching it and then the, the closed caption will be like uh it'll say something along the lines of uh talking about like the music, for example. Mm-hmm. Even if you didn't think this was supposed to be like uh, like mysterious music, it will literally say like mysterious music, or <laughs> yeah, right like, in brackets. Like yeah, in brackets, yeah. and uh, I'm just like, okay, like so, what do they want to achieve in this scene? Like, what is this scene supposed to tell me? Mm-hmm. You know, um, okay, ready? I'm about, I'm about to get a little bit. I don't want to say political, oh, but God. I'm gonna get a little bit political. Uh. For me, what I know about the Vietnam War, basically, America wanted to go to Vietnam to make sure they didn't fall to communism. But in doing so, one, they lost the war, and two, uh, almost destroyed an entire country. Uh, But there were a lot of points in the movie itself where it doesn't directly talk about that, Mm. but it hints at how people are being treated. Like, there was a mm-hmm. scene in the movie where uh, Tuan was in Jimmy Wah's bar, and mm-hmm. one of the GIs, one of the soldiers goes, we don't want uh, the next word I'm going to use is a racial slur. I don't use it, so I'm not going to. Uh, mm-hmm. 
it starts with a G and ends with a K. Uh, and I was just like, you don't want a person of native descent in a bar who is owned by a person of native descent? Like, I understand it's a bar for soldiers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, like, I do understand, like, where the soldier is coming from. Like, imagine losing your friends and, like, people you've trained with and fought with and bled with to people but at the same time it's sort of like in the way that sam says it it frames this idea of who really is like the enemy like which side is right mm-hmm. you know yeah really um yeah when he when tuan said that near the end like their last like confrontation with each other it really hits like the moral compass you know what i mean because mm-hmm. Like, what? I feel like every semester I'm taking, like, an ethics or moral class, I swear. (laughs) But, like, I really felt that because, like, when Tuan was just saying, like, his experience, I'm I'm just, like, I couldn't... I feel like if I was in uh, uh, Robert Williams' shoes, like, his character's shoes, I feel like I wouldn't wouldn't know how to respond to that because it's true. I can't deny it's true, right? Mm -hmm. Really affects the moral compass, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyways... What was your favorite part of the film? My favorite part of the film was the end, actually. The end when he when he was playing, like, the, the baseball game with, like, the fruits with his class. Yeah. I just found it, like, a really, like, heartwarming, like, heartfelt moment. Mm-hmm. And, like, his like his friends from the military joined in, too. Like, it was, like, his last request before he left Vietnam. I really enjoyed that moment, you know? Because mm-hmm. we got to saw him interact with all of his students and his students love him, right? So seeing him interact with the students and finally playing that promised baseball game that he said was really nice and heartwarming for me. Yeah. That's my favorite part. What about you, Sam? I kind of really liked that part, but I also really liked... Maybe it was like the second or the third time when he kind of... like You, hear, you see him leaving the classroom and kind of really getting to know his like students. And when the older Vietnamese lady was talking about how they really liked him, and I kind of really enjoyed too that whole scene where he was teaching them like swear. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I thought that was hilarious. So, you know, that one guy that's like flip them the bird. I, I love that guy. <laughs> like the so old funny. Vietnamese man. Like I love yeah. him. And he was yeah. just so genuine and so kind too. And one thing I really, really, really liked about the movie too is I don't think that any of those people who were cast that had the heavy accents or anything. I don't think that was faked. I honestly think that was real. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and I really, I think that's kind of really forward for the time, I will yeah. say. Mm-hmm. But I really, really liked any of like the classroom scenes after the initial one. The initial one was hella awkward, but like every other one, I really enjoyed his like genuine interactions with them because it wasn't just about like him trying to get the girl at that point. You know, like he was yeah. genuinely impacting them and connecting mm-hmm. with them and showing them that like not all Americans are bad. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of the vibe they get in that war. Yeah. 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 All right. Miguel, what about you? What's your favorite part? Yeah, I'd say like one of my favorite parts is that too, like the ending for softball. Cause that, yeah, that was a heartwarming, um, uh, scene, but I think the parts that I really liked is when, um, Adrian Croner is like in the studio, just playing, just doing his like radio show. Cause it like made me reminisce about like first year. Oh, being yeah. in the radio show and like just playing some tunes and just like vibing and like i don't know i it was just like 
it brought back memories, like good memories. And I was like, wow, yeah, it does feel like that. Mm, the nostalgia. Yeah. I definitely felt that too when I saw it. I'm like, I remember when I was in there. I, I wasn't yeah. as energetic. I was more awkward. Same. But I remember. I, hey, I'm a, I was a radio DJ too, you know? I was like, yeah, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, doing that, but I was doing things. Yeah, I was doing things, but yeah. I was like, <laughs> dang. Yeah, it kind of made me miss doing DJ. But yeah, that's my favorite All right. part. All right, Kia, what about you? Best for last. <laughs> I, uh, I, like Miguel, I really enjoyed when Robin Williams uh, was in the booth. Because I sort of thought it was magical. Like, even if it was scripted, and I don't think a lot of it was, but even if it was scripted, the way he performed it sold it, mm-hmm. right? Like he would go in there and he just go off, and I, like, I have never seen anybody go off like. And like, I will say, like, some of the impressions were like a little bit stereotypical. Yeah. But the range at which he changed it, and the range at which he uses uh current events but also just his general knowledge of everything um just made this awesome like kaleidoscope of comedy and it's really hard to be funny on the radio i think you know Mm -hmm. to have to do that just by yourself is amazing uh my favorite single scene though like almost my favorite joke would probably when uh, they were playing softball and the older uh, lady hit a home run and she literally just <laughs> she literally went home. Running. Yeah. Yeah. Was like, she oh, went home. She's, yeah, she's actually going home. And I, was, I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> she kept on going and I was like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think also um, when um, Robert Williams was just in the radio booth, like, because first impression like you know the first scene where he before he went to the radio scene it was just showing him waking up at like five in the morning and the fact that he woke up at five in the morning and he just showed off all that energy i'm just like i can't do that can any of you guys do that <laughs> like, no. like just show off all that energy and like just perform it so confidently too right yeah. like, i was like i didn't okay i'm not gonna lie i didn't understand kind of the jokes he made but i was just really like um and like in shock in like how well he did it you know with such confidence and he just kept going like none of us can do that not yet at least who knows um yeah like looking back at first year radio djing i had i think i had like a 10 a.m um yeah, just- radio yeah it was kind of early for me so i was like tired but like we're, bro robin williams had no script <laughs> Right? I, was, I was reading off my script the whole semester for Same. the DJing thing. Yeah. Right? So I was too, and mad. I still don't have enough energy to match him. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, like, literally every you? third word for us is uh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Anyways, now that we talked about our favorite part, what's our least favorite part? Let's start off with someone mm. different. Let's go with Keo first. He's already. Thinking. Oh, you might have to come back to me on this one. Yo, all right. I'm already ready. All right. All right, Although Sam, it's kind let's... of like a, it's kind of bad, but my literal, my least favorite part. Oh my god, what was it that he said? 
they made like obviously there was a lot of dark tones in the movie but there was mm-hmm. one point and oh my god oh no they made oh no what is it gonna be well they made oh my god where was it sorry there was a point where he decided he he's he was drunk he was sitting there drinking with tran was that his name again Oh, Twan? Twan. Twan. He was drinking with him. Remember, he was hella drunk, and then he was like, I'll drive, because she was like, oh, my sister, my sister. And I was like, um, you are literally drunk off your Yeah! Ass. And I was that's like, what I thought. What do you mean you'll drive? You know? Mm. So that really got me. But there was another part, too, where they were talking about, I think it was towards the, bin- the beginning, when they were talking about his roommate. Um, it said, like, he asked about him, like, to tell to like for garlic to tell him about his roommate and he said he's incredibly clean his he has products shipped in from wisconsin if i were you i'd probably consider suicide and like oh. we all know robin williams yeah and like it's yeah. incredibly com- uncomfortable because i'm like wow looking back that really didn't age well yeah okay okay um, and like even being able to, to say that to someone so casually too especially in like and I guess like our climate now, like you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that that wouldn't fly. No, that wouldn't fly very well. There's also another part too where they were talking about how hot it was, and he said crotch pot cooking. <laughs> and I was like, there's um, really no okay. boundary for the humor back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. and towards the beginning, they also filmed three little boys bare naked. Oh yeah. yeah. Showering. I was, I was like, like oh, I can't watch this. <laughs> the FBI is going to be on my door. Those kids. Get this out of here. I was the one of those kids. Like, I was like, playing in the water, and I was like, I don't know, <laughs> man. Like, yeah. This isn't okay. I saw it. I'm like, where's the censorship bar? Literally, oh. where? Like, I was so caught off guard by it. <laughs> I mean, I know. I was like, what's wow. there? Not yeah, to like going. be yeah. like a chicken shit or like scream or I'm weirdly uncomfortable at certain things, but like, I was literally just like, what? Yeah. I don't Why know, is like, this in here? Really? What purpose so is this serving this there video? To, like, this movie. To capture the realness of the location? I, I don't guess, know. But you could have filmed from like waist up, dog. Yeah, I know those cameras sucks. still could zoom. I know they could still zoom up. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And like, I think there's, yeah, I think there's just a better way to show that. And I don't mm-hmm. find it necessary, but it is what it is, right? Yeah. Miguel, yeah. what about you? What's your least favorite part? Least favorite part? I can't really think of any. But yeah, now you brought up like those like little children, then they I was like, yep, that was uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um I don't know. Maybe every time like I hated uh what's his name? Sorry. The bad dudes. Sorry, the Dickerson and uh, <laughs> the other, the other guy. Okay, you know Dickerson. the guy that replaced the replaced uh, Robin Williams when he oh was like Dude, he was so bad at his jokes. The Nobody horn. The like, horn. You know what's the funny? horn? He I was, was like, this guy is so I was cringy. I laughing because of how bad he was. I found it funny. Okay, yeah. that, that yeah. But I, I don't know. I just hated their characters. I was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, was it... So what the, you're saying is they did a good job. <laughs> that is true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like basically Dickerson was like the one that sent uh, Kroner and Garlic to like go died. somewhere and that yeah basically they got like their they jeep got, like almost yeah. died and i was like bruh you could have just killed why? two people exactly just because mm-hmm. you're a little bit salty i know yeah i think that was basically it my least favorite part but yeah okay 
Okay. Well, my f- least favorite part is not only those two characters. Like, good job. Like, they make those characters. Yeah. Like, <laughs> me hating them. Good job. Probably, like, the intention, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the part that I feel the most related to was when the explosion happened and Robin Williams' character could not say that on the radio. Cannot tell that truthful news mm. on that on the radio mm. show. I never. I felt, although this never happened to us yet, but I felt that kind of like restriction in the media, where like you're not you're not allowed to say, one hundred percent the truth. You know, I felt like Robert Williams' uh, face, like facial expression. I felt like I felt kind of like hopeless in that scenario, right? Where like. You're not letting people know the the real news. You're just covering up the fact that an explosion happened at a restaurant, killing like I don't know how many people, like three or four, maybe even more. Right? The fact that you're not letting that news be broadcasted is like, like I don't know. I just find that really. It, it was just really frustrating watching. And like when he like locked the door so he can tell the news, I I I felt it. I felt him like doing a good thing, but all of a sudden when they cut the power, I, I that frustration came back where I'm like damn it like they could like i don't know i just felt like powerless if i was in that position like as him and mm-hmm. yeah that was my least favorite part because it just captures essentially what like the media world is like censorship essentially right we're not allowed to talk mm-hmm. about certain things for whatever reason and that sucks because certain things should be told but whoever whoever is, um whoever is in charge of us may not allow that and that just sucks and that's but that's just how the way it is yeah anyways keo you've been thinking through three of us <laughs> yeah i guess so, hey. what um, about you now i uh okay so obviously you guys already know i didn't really enjoy the uh jokes at the beginning at the beginning about you know asians i guess yeah. uh i wish there was just a, a little bit more at the end as well uh because it just left me wanting to know what happened oh when you he know? went back he just, just, yeah he just left that was it yeah he went to tuan and was like hey i'm leaving goodbye and tuan was like you i'm not the enemy goodbye and then that was it that was it and i was like yeah uh we're, we're just not gonna we're gonna okay, uh, but with that being said, I also thought that was, uh, like they meant to do that a lot as well, because I I think part of the film, like even though it is, a, it wants you to think about what the point is, right? Mm-hmm. So in the way that it left me being like, so what now at the end of the film? I also think like it's this idea of so what now with this war? Like what is this gonna accomplish? Uh <laughs> I also think I don't know, I like the the comments that Sam and you guys were saying about like uh the how the the, the, the movies would never sort of pass as real life right now. I think it's so interesting because even though it would never pass right now, this is completely normal back then. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you can put it in a movie, damn right people are going to say stuff like that. So I think 
not only can we look at this as a movie, but I think we can also look at this as a, uh, uh, a spyglass into what people and society was like at the time. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Now, is there anything you guys would like change about the film? Um, the ending. Yeah, the ending. <laughs> I think that the ending could have been expanded a bit more just to show for me at least, showcase the influence uh, Adrian Croner had by coming there. Because he was, like, what he his, like, he came in, he really impacted, like, his students, the GIs, you know, like, liter- like literally, Garlic uh, took his, like, his signature saying, right, good morning Vietnam, but I kind of wish they showed, for me at least, show, I guess, more of how he, how him coming to Vietnam really influenced and maybe kind of changed, I guess, the lifestyle of some of his students or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wait, uh, what would you change about the ending, Kiel? Um, see, that's where I'm kind of conflicted, because technically, like Adrian Croner is a real person. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Um, but I don't know to the extent that, like, if any of this was actually real, or mm-hmm. if it was like exaggerated, right? Or if it was exaggerated. Like, how far can you stretch that truth? Because uh, I know I was reading some stuff about it, and some people were saying, is the Vietnam War really a good, like, backdrop for a comedy? Mm. And I don't have an answer to that. So I'll leave that up to you guys. But that's my thing, too. Even if we talk about, like, Adrian Croner in this situation, if we were to change the ending to match what we want, is that dishonest to him as a person? Right? Because if these things didn't happen, if he really did, hmm. uh, like, do we make it seem like he changed lives? Is that hmm. rewriting the past? Because this, like, uh, like, this event was not that long ago. Like, you know, it was like, it's not, uh, it's not like a lifetime ago or anything. You know, we still have veterans who went to uh, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is this disrespectful to them? What about you guys? What do you guys think? Uh, that was a morally ethical question. Not <laughs> I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, I was not prepared for that at all. I don't know why. Kill with the deep talks. Yeah. Hey, coming from you, you were the one that's like... <laughs> <laughs> films can make people relate to stuff that they didn't think they can relate to. And I was like, wow, my answer was not like that. Mm. Well, bottom line is both of you made or write about films making you feel a type of way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Kyo, you're like, you're like iffy about changing anything about the movie. Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You know, because I... The only thing I, I do... would take out is, like, like the slurs and kind of things. Mm. Yeah. But, like, I also kind of think it's necessary, too, to understand the time. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, measure progress. Like I said, like, looking back now, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whereas then you're yeah. like, eh, it's whatever. You can say whatever yeah. you want, right? Like, you can kind of measure progress that way. Because I guarantee you, God bless Robin Williams, he would never say that today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's oh, nothing yeah. like none of these things would ever cross his mouth. You know what I mean? And it's because mm-hmm. that that growth as a person mm-hmm. and as a society. Mm-hmm. 
That is true. That is true. But see, you? I think also what's he's literally like a devil's advocate. Me, <laughs> um, <laughs> what I think uh, makes me not want to change anything is that I like to view films as a work of art. More right? like we're, like keeping the integrity of the film, then. Yeah. So if we were to change or censor something, personally, I feel like that would affect everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, would you like? How would you view this movie if there actually wasn't any slurs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Ew, I definitely thought you were going to go on one of your devil's advocates like little rants, and I was like, bro, <laughs> bro, uh, not tonight, two times. <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> I was like, here but, we go. Buckle up, guys. Go for a ride. Gosh. <laughs> um, no, I just think, like, it's 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 hard for me to, to pick anything apart. Like, I could say I don't like it, but would I change it? I mean, probably not. Would you, you know, redo the sky in Starry Night? You know? <laughs> I don't like... Uh, like we related that to all. Yeah, like, the sky, yeah, the sky wasn't blue enough in this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. need like a different shade. I think orange would work. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What about you, Miguel? Are you kind no, of... I agree. I agree with Keo though, with like, not really changing anything. Because like, I... Oh, when did I... I think I watched uh, Django Unchained like, what maybe like August and I, I'm just like comparing if y'all know Django chain, there's like hello racial slurs like every mm-hmm. 10 seconds. So mm-hmm. like it's yeah, I, I'm like comparing that to this movie and it's just like, yeah, if the racial slurs were like not there, how would you like view the film like differently? You know what I mean? But like, I guess it's there to like, show you the realness and like the time period of how people like lived and like and that stuff you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i wouldn't really like change anything about the movie wow that's yeah that's I what feel, i would say well, i feel awkward about bringing up that question now huh because i was <laughs> oh, just hearing your responses uh uh-huh. thinking about it too like if i could change my answer i feel the same way in a sense, because when I said I wanted to change it, it was just out of like my personal satisfaction, out of my like my greedy desire, basically, right? Mm-hmm. But hearing what after hearing what all you guys say, you guys make actually a good point about like you know keeping the integrity of the film, you know, like making it stay true to like what it's trying to portray, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I felt awkward asking that question after I hear all all of all of you guys' responses. You know, no, but honestly, I feel that too. Like in the end, I was kind of like unsatisfied. I was like, "What? That's it?" Right. But yeah, I was like, "I wish there was like a better ending." But yeah, now like I don't know. Hearing your guys' opinions, like yeah, that does like change my mind and like and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that that does make sense to like just keep it the way that it is. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's the director's like. Would you thing. guys recommend this film to other people? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yes, but with a content warning, probably. <laughs> content warning. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you know? yeah. mm-hmm. if you look at it, I I just feel like it's not 
like the regular type of comedies that you would see every day. That's all. Um, yeah. Because like a lot of, I don't know, like, I don't know what you guys think, like what comes to your head when you think about comedy, but like when I think about comedy, I think like the first films that pop into my head are films like super bad, you know? Mm. And like, that is not like this. So very off color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. Wow. Well, like the difference I think is too, like those are kind of films that are written to be funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas this one very yeah. much like wouldn't have been as funny. I don't think unless like if they had someone other than Robin Williams, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Like I, I have a very hard time seeing this in, as like a comedy if someone else was in that role. Yeah. Yeah. I was really like shocked by the amount of comedy in this film in the film initially until it got to like that explosion at the restaurant until like i think i was like briefly taken into like this fantasy of like this film even though it's about war it's still like showing like the bright side you know like that's not like a bad thing at all right except minus like the the language they use in racial slurs but then when like the whole explosion scene happened it kind of like snapped me back into reality of like what this film really is about, like what the situation mm-hmm. is really going on about. And I found that really, I find that really powerful. That film can just take you away from like the dark theme of it, the darker theme of it, and then bring you back to it. I think that's really powerful. That's what mm-hmm. kept me like interested in the film because, like that, when they found out that uh, Tuan was a ter- like, when Sergeant Dickinson told um, Adrian that like um, Tuan was a terrorist, it actually like shocked me so much. I'm like. I thought they were homies, man. Like, yeah. like, like you find out your homies like the enemy. Like, that's just, that's just mind blowing, you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Oh, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> Do you actually think Tuan was a terrorist, and why? <laughs> okay. At first. When was it Dickerson that was like that revealed Twan was yeah. a VC, right? Okay, when they revealed that, I was like, nah, he lying. He's doing something to get like Kroner off the radio yeah, again or something. Yeah, like I thought he was baited. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this is so bait. And then um he he goes to like Trin, be like, hey, where's Twan? And you know, it's revealed that he is. And he just like runs away, and I was like, "Oh wow!" Like the betrayal. I was like, "Wow, he is the imposter." Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's keep it more modern by talking. About <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Wow, imposter!" Wow, like Among Us. Wow, and I was like, "Damn." Yeah. Yeah, but um, if it was the question again. I just went on a tangent. He just wanted to talk about Among Us. <laughs> Kyo just asked, uh, "Do we think?" he was actually a terrorist like twan right um okay no. I, yeah i, really I don't s- think so because like like yeah, i said like he it comes into perspective of like the last scene where it's it, he's like well not the last scene i guess but towards the end when he's like how am i the enemy this is my country mm-hmm. you yeah. know like he's fighting for his country so mm-hmm. it's like yeah right so i just want to point out that i'm not defending twan Dude, he set off a bomb that killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. You know, like he didn't care who died. 
and that's yeah, a, but that's a also did thing. you see those american soldiers doing the same thing exactly right mm. so i'm like well this is what the movie is trying to say to me right mm-hmm. because yes Tuan killed all these people but he showed robin williams character like uh the farmer whose like brother and mother died i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. uh and like their parents died because american soldiers just shot them and mm-hmm. tuan's i'm pretty sure tuan's and trin's uh parents died because of american soldiers so mm-hmm. i think this part of the film uh shows like this idea of wow we're really just we're in it you know, like which side is good, which side is bad. So I just wanted to bring that up because Alex was like, "Oh, he's a terrorist." Um, and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. That was a great way to end that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a very rapid decline. Like it was... I really felt like that thought was really well rounded. <laughs> how I end my essays. <laughs> I. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like that 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 question you asked, I'm I really don't know how to answer it because it all comes down to like the moral compass, you know, who's who's right, who's wrong type of thing. I think it kind of puts you in those shoes of like, what would you do? Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it's really hard because like, like it's like that complicated thing where like two people think they're like both right and they are both right. I don't know. It's just really complicated. What about you, Sam? What do you think? Oh, actually, yeah, you said your part. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well done. All I right. Think... <laughs> All right. Take it away, Keo. All right. So that looks like it uh, is the a lot of time for us for today. Uh, so today we have talked about who we are. And we have uh, introduced comedy as the uh, genre that we're looking at. Uh, We talked about Good Morning Vietnam. And then the next episode, we're actually going to be talking about a modern comedy. So today, uh, obviously, was the uh, more vintage one. So, Alex, what comedy are we watching for our next show? Oh, we're revealing it. I I, I thought we'd keep it a surprise. It's funny how, like... We can give you a surprise. Yeah, but like, surprise? yeah, but at the same time, like, we gotta be like, you should watch this movie. You know what I mean? Wait, wait, should we give them? Should we give them like a little hint? You know what yeah, I find? Them, I, I can give them a little hint because I find yeah, it funny. Because I thought about this while I was like <laughs> typing. I'm like, I just realized both of the modern and vintage film yep. is Asian themed. I just and like I don't think it was intentional <laughs> at all because we literally good movies. We literally just spin a wheel, right? <laughs> right. So I didn't think, like, thinking about it, I'm like, huh. Both these films are kind of Asian themed, so that's kind of the hint for our show next week. It's going to be a modern comedy film, but Asian theme. I think a lot of people might know what it is, to be honest. Over the last couple, like, of the recent years, I can only think of one Asian comedy film. That came All out. right. Anyways, this has been Cinema with the Crew with Alex, Sam, Miguel, and Keo, and we're signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.